This is the At 530 on Main podcast. I'm Sean Collins. And I'm Mike Davis. And we're here to discuss the convergence of digital and physical experiences in today's world. With Extend Group as an expert in designing online experiences and VPS Architecture, an expert on creating physical experiences, you will hear unique discussions on technology, theory, and more that merges our separate areas of expertise into one podcast experience. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoy today's At 530 on Main podcast episode. Mike, you doing okay today? Yeah, I'm doing good. What do you think about that last 20 minutes that we got in there? It was good. (laughs) It was good, huh? (laughs) I think Abraham was like, wait, what? What am I walking into? (laughs) Back into the deep end. Let's go. (laughs) It's been one of those days already. I jumped into fifth gear and and went there. But, you know, I I do, Abraham, and and I've known you for a long time. And what I said earlier, earlier, um, I, I couldn't be more sincere that there's not an individual that I know that has really impacted a, a community. There's a few, but you are one of a handful that I know that has really come to this community and embraced it a hundred percent, like a hundred and twenty percent, probably. So, like, I don't have, like, I typically do, a like laundry list of you know you know, all the awards and all the studies and all the stuff that you've created and all the books you wrote and like all the boards you sit on. But if you would, for our listeners, could you sum up who Abraham Brown is? Well, first of all, thank you for the invitation. Uh, I feel really honored to be here, to be able to share my story and uh, the way that I think. well, Abraham Brown, this is this is funny, and sometimes I share this with people. A lot of people, whenever they listen to my name, they're expecting this Anglo guy, uh, Brown, Abraham. Well, I'm from Mexican origin. My mom's from Mexico. My dad's from California. I was born in California. Um, and I grew up, uh, I was born in California, but grew up in Southern Texas which is kind of like sometimes an extension of Mexico because you only speak Spanish down there. Um, I graduated uh, from UTSA, the University of Texas in San Antonio, in computer science. I have a a degree in computer science. Um, When I graduated, I, for some reason, uh, I got, I had the opportunity to be a teacher and I went to a school and started teaching, and I found out that I loved teaching. So I was a teacher for 10 years. Uh, after those 10 years, one good day, one of my students uh, asked me if I was interested in coming and having dinner with, uh, with his dad, and because his dad have heard a lot of the things that I've done in the school, and he wanted to meet Mr. Brown. So I go down there, and then he invites me to his workplace, which was a denim plant. I go to that denim plant, and I end up working there for a summer project, and they hire me full-time. Uh, after working there for a year, they offer me to come to Henderson, Kentucky, uh, to continue working for the same company. 
And I, I was not, to be honest, I was not very interested in coming to this area because uh, I was like, what's up there about the cornfields? I, <laughs> that, that's what my dad said. Um, so I come here and little did I know that I would love the tri-state. And I'm not, uh, one big thing that really changed my life and it really helped me f uh, at that time found my objective in life. It was seeing um, how the Latino community was growing in the area and how very little resources were for them to adapt and integrate into the society uh, I was doing a completely different job than community service or community-oriented uh, work, but just go. My my first experiences in the area, coming to the Walmart here on the east side, and seeing people having problems communicating with the cashier and me standing there trying to interpret, it, it just started something that oh my god something needs to be done in this city to make sure that all these big influx of Latinos, uh, first generation Latinos get adapted and get a, an opportunity, get a shot here. And that's that was 16 years ago. And and in the length of these 16 years, one project have uh, moved me into the other. And I've been on one board, two boards, three boards, yeah, different boards uh, trying to have a presence, uh, a face of the Latino community within all these organizations that want to help the community grow uh, and make Evansville and the Tri-State a, a better place for everybody. So um, I, I've done many, many things from being the human resources representative for a big denim company in Henderson to directing the Latino Center here in uh, Evansville, uh, Latino ministry in Henderson, Kentucky, uh, restaurant yeah. entrepreneur, <laughs> yeah. um, a newspaper, Spanish mm -hmm. newspaper entrepreneur and soccer and, experience. <laughs> yeah. Director of a soccer league without ever having ever kicked a ball in my <laughs> life. Uh, so, God had put me into different opportunities uh, that have helped me help the community. And that uh, brings me a lot of honor to say that because I'm just helping uh, the community because the community here is so so rich. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, 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 it's that soil that helps anything grow. So if you just plant the right seeds, man, you're going to have a lot of very nice crops. Uh, so uh, that's that's what I'm doing. I'm just planting the seeds uh, for a better community, and, and we're seeing it right now. 16 years later, seeing that um, a big number of organizations, now they have Latino representatives, banks. Mm -hmm. They have information, both English and Spanish, courts. They have information that's bilingual. A lot of things that 16 years ago was like not existing. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it makes me proud to say that this community has reacted really well and really had embraced the Latino community. And, and I'm very happy to uh, having been part of helping these organizations to, to react to that.
Well, I want to um, just so you know again, you, you're what I consider um, a liberator. And you know, today we use the word a lot, which means servant leader, and uh, it depends on the walk of life that you come from. But sometimes that that is really, really good. Um, but at times that can often be protect, 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 and then dominate, dominate, dominate. And I like to change that word servant leader to, you know, I like to change it to liberator. And what that means to me is you're a leader that fights for the highest possible good of those you lead, like 100% yeah. authentic. And um, no matter, it, it's not from a place of positional power, uh, it's from influence. And that's why I believe everybody will lean into your story and, and enjoy the rest of this podcast. So thank you for being here. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we talked a little bit about the at 530 on Maine, what, what we talk about here. And it is about the word experience. Um, it can be physical. Um, it can be online, whatever that looks like. Uh, we've talked a lot about, you know, the word experience, but for you, Abraham, what does, what is that, how do you define that word experience? What does it mean to you? Uh, for me, experience is, is just the, the recording of all the sensory, uh, history in your life that have made you have, uh, good times, bad times, uh, times that you consider uh, that you have learned something mm-hmm. that you have enjoyed or that have sometimes make you upset for things um, and through uh, the different senses uh, things that you see that you like uh, that you try to see again because you you found them enjoyable uh, same thing, things you have listened, things that you have touched. Well, a, a combination of all these um, events that you record in your mind that help you create and make decisions based on on, on what you have uh, touched, smell, seen in the past. Uh, and, and I feel all these uh, combination of, of events bring you that experience to help you uh, evaluate every second of your life, every hour, every day of your life, because uh, you compare that. Every, everything, it's a comparison of what you have done in the past. If it's better, you pick it up and you improve as a human being, if it's not better, you come back and remember what made it better and you try to do it better at that time. So experience, it's a very big word. Uh, It's not just about having an emotional reaction to something. It's the recording that helps you grow uh, internally uh, and that helps you react to whatever uh, environment you're you're at uh, as, as you say um, having an architect coming into a building and, and, and seeing uh, a space that's enjoyable to to look at to uh, like be around 
it, it helps you uh, recall the things that you like. It helps you focus on the things that you would like for the future. And when you go to other places and that don't have that same beauty or that same static, uh, you, you remember that. And you try to see like, what can we do better to create a better environment here? And that comes f from the experience, from those moments that had touched you to enjoy, live, react to things. I don't know. That's how I see experience. And and it's, it's just a broad word because it's just about the sensory part. But it's all about to um, your mind. How does it react um, to your environment too? And how it can help you grow I, uh, in many ways. Um, so that's what I consider experience. I don't know if I just no, confuse you guys no. with, with my description of experience. But when I was uh, reading your question uh, earlier, it's like, oh my God, I can talk about experience of everything that had happened to me and f everything that had made me grow better. Mm -hmm. But is is that's only one little side of experience. Mm -hmm. Experience is everything. Uh, from the sipping of the right coffee, uh, you enjoy it, transports you, uh, activates you. Uh, it just makes a whole uh, experience right. happening uh, in your body that can help you do things. It's like everything sensorial helps you do things based on experience. And yeah. your personal experience that, that you mentioned because, you know, when you think about the Latino community, you know, when you were bringing that up, mm -hmm. and I always think about, yeah, because it's kind of a weird, I guess weird from a standpoint of you're dealing with so many different factors, right? You're dealing with, hey, I grew up here, was born and raised, I'm an American citizen to I'm an immigrant, maybe even first generation immigrant, could have multiple generation immigrants, but and to maybe even just working here on a visa right now or becoming a US citizen. What any I mean that's all different how many different experiences yeah, and know. how does your personal experience help and make that what you've been doing for the community a better experience for everybody? Thank you involved? for bringing that part up because let me tell you one big experience that made me do what I do right now. Okay. Um, after six months of just moving here, um, I I was living in Henderson. I still live in Henderson. So I crossed a bridge because I heard all these good things mm -hmm. about Evansville and the bigger city, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I wanted to know more about Evansville. So I ventured into crossing the, the Twin Bridges and coming here. So I kind of like started driving around, but being new to the city, you don't know where to go. Mm -hmm. or uh, So I was on the east side and accidentally I got into a little street that was a one-way street so I was in the wrong way. I was driving in the opposite direction. Mm -hmm. So uh, <laughs> I don't know if I was lucky or uh, to say that a police officer was driving in the right direction. So mm -hmm. uh, of course, like, what are you doing? Mm 
Uh-huh. Uh, where's your driver's license? And I, you know, the typical things. And after I gave him my driver's license and uh, the insurance card and everything, he asked me, uh, can I see your passport? I was like, why do you need my passport for? Mm-hmm. Well, I just need to know you're a legal uh, person here. Uh, are you legal? <laughs> like, buddy, I'm as American as you are American. I was born here in this country. I don't, do you carry your passport? No, well, I don't need to carry my passport. I'm a police officer. Like, nobody has to carry their passport <laughs> with them here. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't need to carry my passport. I don't even know where my passport is right now. Um, so he gave me a ticket and everything, and I told him, I'll, I'll be happy if the judge asked me for my passport, I'll be happy to bring it there. But uh, So that experience, um, for me, it was a life-changing experience because, I, as you said, there are so many immigrants coming here, some of them with visas. Uh, it's a different gamut of people that come here from different countries. And, and I was thinking, if people like him does the same thing to every immigrant here, we're going to be in trouble in, in the coming years because this is the most unfriendly way to treat newcomers to this, to yeah. this town. Um, that experience helped me uh, be a voice for other Latinos. Uh, that experience helped me come to the actual police department, share my story, and now I educate the police department every other year uh, with Latino cultural awareness. Uh, I give them a, a class um, that explains all about immigrants and paperwork and visas and passports and all those things. Yeah. Uh, and that ha- that experience had helped me get the energy that I need to speak <laughs> for our community. And I don't know. Well, and I'm, I'm glad you said that because I think, you know, I have police officers in my family and the biggest misconception I think the general public has is that police officers get all this training and they know how to deal with every situation and they know how you're right and they know how to and so I know they're very appreciative when mm-hmm. someone like you is willing to say hey guys look I'm willing to bridge make that bridge yes. between everybody and help with that but it's not until something happens to you right that you react Uh, And I'm going back to my first description of experience. Uh It's like things that happen to you make you do things better, not just for yourself. Yeah. But if you're committed to the community, for the community. If you're committed to your country, for your country. If you're committed to your spouse, family, children, for them. But everything that happens to you that, that you react to make things better. Or, or sometimes just to avoid making the same mistakes that you did in the yeah. past. So experiences um, are a point of comparison in your life that helps you do things better yeah, for the most people. I think, you know, when you accidentally, accidentally go into the word experience, you just always go to, hey, this is the positive. Like, you know, everybody looks to the positive side and, you know, that's, that's the way we, we operate, right? We, we are wired to be positive. Like right now when I say think of the word elephant, 
can you not think of the word elephant? Like, there, you, it's like you can't, right? So it's like elephant. It's there, and we're wired that way. I'm going to think about, oh, I'm going to go color, size, all the scale. Um, we're wired to be positive, but um, experiences, as I've told a lot of people, I mean, my experiences in upbringings a lot different than Mike's and uh, yours, Abraham, but I often said that I learned as much what not to do as what I learned to do because I was able to watch in some negative experiences through, you know, my upbringing to see, you know what, like if you do that a couple times, you do this, like, you know, said experience equals this. And it's some things that a lot of people don't have to see, but it's shaped me, you know, as an individual, as that, you know, same situation that you went through has shaped you to go, hey, you know what, we, we don't all come from that particular um, standard operating procedure. And we need to think about, like, you know, maybe it is. Some people do do find that passion from, I've experienced this, this, this over these years, and I don't want somebody to have to, to go through that. That Like, for me, it's mentoring. It's, it's making sure the youth has something else that is not just, accidentally show up to school, go through the day, get on the bus, go home into another environment and whatever that is, it's like, let's create a bunch of programs and create some things that um, that individuals, coaches know the player just as much about what they want to be when they grow up <laughs> than what their batting average is and that they have a wicked curveball, you know? Um, and, and, and I love that you're mentioning that because uh, when we talk about experience, and we also relate that to uh, a person with experience or an experienced person, uh, and for me that brings up another concept of um, being an experienced person. It doesn't mean a person that has gone through all good experiences in his life or that everything that he has done has been positive, everything that has happened to him is, is positive. Uh, an experienced person, it's a person that's been enriched by the negative experiences and had overcome those negative experiences and had taught them something to, to change that into a better experience next time. So um, I think in our lives we have to have a, a good mix of good and bad experiences in order to, to say that we have uh, that we're experienced enough to react to things. Yes. Um, and when, when you select a good attorney, if you have a problem, you select an experienced one, a person that has gone through a case similar to yours mm -hmm. so that he can react and, and bring this, the best legal resources for you. So uh, I think in our lives, um, a lot of people uh, just complain about the, the negative experiences that they have had in their lives and and they turn into uh, everything into a cloudy day and like yeah. oh everything happens to me and, and why am I like the person that uh, won the lottery or like mm -hmm. they always do great they always find great jobs they're always uh, I don't know uh, yeah. sometimes people don't understand that even the negative times experiences of your life can help you become a lot better person 
than the than another person that has never had all those tough, difficult experiences in their lives. So for me in my life, I have taken all like the negative that uh, I just talked about. It turned into a super positive uh, impulse for me to push for me to, to do things for the community. Being able to take a bad experience, a negative experience, and uh, bring it in and learn from it and turn it into a positive experience for yourself and, and for others, it's a skill that I believe all of us are human beings need to work on. And, mm-hmm. and that's uh, uh, one of the greatest gifts that we can do for ourselves. And if we do it for ourselves, we surely are gonna do that for the community because we're part of a community. Yeah, it's a, I think uh, oftentimes, you know, it's a different word, but people talk about success and, you know, whatever that looks like. And a lot of, a lot of individuals think that it, you know, those successful people just rode a rocket ship that went straight up, right? It was, they were in the perfect situation. They had financial backing. They had all the education. They, like, every tier was just like rocket straight to the top. It actually looks like the arrow that just goes like this. But actually, when you go back and you read the stories and you look at it, it's just this big wiry mess of spaghetti where they learn something every bit of the way. And obviously, there are those individuals that have the trajectory that just goes straight. It's always been up, and they were going to will that to happen no matter what. But when you go back and really dissect the story, it looks like a bunch of spaghetti just sitting there in the bowl, and you took a little bit here, you took a little bit there from life, and you built on it. Um, And I think part, like for me, part of that too is watching people is always personal growth. Because I always wanted to know me, and I will, and you're going to change over your life, right? And I feel like there's so many people that are, like, they don't want to look internally. So it's everybody else's fault. It's it's always someone else's fault. It's everybody else's fault. It's not me. I'm perfect. Or they can't deal with it. And so they never grow as an individual, and they want everybody else around them to change. And that, to me, is where you get kind of this the kind of some of the things we live with where it's like it's all your fault you're yeah. you're you're the one right you're yeah. and we're gonna go get them and we're gonna make sure we change them as we're gonna get this group together and we're gonna change them and make things different and they think they're doing this positive change where oh well if you look inside yourselves and you'd make that positive change and take your negative experiences and your failures and learn from them I don't think you would have this much resistance and this anger built up. I know, and and, and this is kind of like what happens in a regular life with parents. Parents are never taught to be parents, and they learn mm-hmm. as they go, and they <laughs> make decisions. They, they, uh, getting the experience to becoming a good parent, it takes not one year. It, <laughs> it takes not just the childhood of your son. It takes a whole life mm-hmm. to become a good parent uh parents that become grandparents now they made a lot better decisions for their grandchildren Mm -hmm. because they have gone through all that experience of uh, educating their children Mm -hmm. and reacting to those things Uh, the same way in society sometimes when when newly uh 
elected officials for a corporation or for a city that uh, they're learning as they go because they have never done that before. They make a lot of mistakes and they're criticized for the mistakes because they are lacking that experience of having made decisions uh, that they have nothing to compare with. And, and I, I see that a lot what before judging or criticizing um, a, a leader because mm-hmm. uh, I see uh, if this is their, their first time doing that, uh, we, we in, in our environment, we see a lot of people that are named CEOs of big companies that sometimes they're just fresh from uh, graduate school. Yeah. Uh, and they take big positions and, and they ruin big companies because they don't have the experience of <laughs> reacting to uh, uh, to the environment. Uh, and then we we have all these seasoned people uh, here in the city that uh, before saying or doing things, um, they're, they're very cautious and, and they based a lot of their doings on things that had happened in the past. Uh, and we admire them for those things and, and, and we we support them for that experience. Uh, so uh, it's, it's, it's a learning uh, process for everybody, for the people who uh, are in the process of acquiring all those experiences mm-hmm. and implementing them and, and seeing from other people that uh, feeding from another people that have gone through all those things uh, and you say well I've, I respect that person because it, it, as you say uh, probably we have seen him climb but whenever we break out all his career we have seen all these hiccups that he have had and how he had uh, uh, overcome all those things mm-hmm. uh, and it helps you grow to if you admire that person I don't know. Yeah. So, how, I mean, how do you feel about, you know, I won't, I won't say the words, but there's a current, you know, trend now where it's like, no, no, this is the side of the fence we're on. You're on that side of the fence, and I have no desire to understand your side nor and vice versa. You know, it feels like it's more, I mean, it feels bigger. You know, if you look at some of the statistics, you know, uh, most people say it's not as big as it's perceived to be, but it's definitely out there and social media and whatever and it's like you're evil well you don't even know me what are you what are you talking about and we kind of touched on that before and mm-hmm. you, you think you know who I am mm-hmm. and you've never met me you don't we've never interacted uh, uh, it's all about the cultural awareness uh, and when I say culture uh, culture is a big word too uh, full of experiences yeah. mm-hmm. uh, but it's just the awareness <laughs> and having the time to communicate, to learn, to listen, to share. It, it helps uh, enrich yourself uh, with those experiences. Yeah. Taking the time to listen to other people's experiences feeds you and it helps you in some way, somehow uh, live those experiences too, mm-hmm. even if you just listen to them. Um, I was... Um, this is crazy, but I, I heard the story of an immigrant, uh, and as, as you say, we, we, we hear all these stories about, like, oh, why are these people coming here? Uh, 
So I heard this guy, the story of this guy that crossed the border um, undocumented, uh, but he crossed the border because they killed his brother in his hometown, and he, for some reason, he had to flee out of his town and, and wanted to find refuge here in the United States. And he had to cross the desert, and he, uh, when he, he had to walk like for three days. And when he was in the middle of the walk, uh, he was about to die. And he just prayed to God that just, I, I want to find a police officer or some, someone mm -hmm. so that I could just save my life or, uh, or God, please help me if my future is in this place. Just help me some way to, to, to do this. Um, he had been walking without water f uh, for two days. So he falls asleep out of uh, being so tired, and then it starts raining. And he said, it's a desert, so I don't know how to pick up the water. So he took out his shirt, and he kind of like put his shirt to collect as much water, and then uh, start drinking from it. And so for, for me, listening to that hard experience and seeing how other immigrants are coming here not because it's just convenient but because for them it's a life or death experience mm -hmm. coming here to to this country uh, it helps me open my eyes on uh, why is it important to be more welcoming to to other people and especially immigrants that that come and want to make this country a better country so uh, it's it's about listening that experience for me, it changed my life and it enriched me uh, so much just to learn what other people have gone through. Uh, it helps me be a better person and and make better decisions before I open my mouth and I talk about mm -hmm. immigrants. Uh, the sharing of your experiences, uh, it's, it's also important because in the same way that you listen to an experience, when, when you prepare, like when you prepare a good food like oh my god this pasta is amazing and uh -huh. for some reason it uh, i know the ingredients and every time i prepare it everybody <laughs> likes it when you share that experience that you have in preparing that pasta to other people is is you're sharing not just your own personal pride of doing th good things yeah. but you're giving the opportunity of, <laughs> to another person through a recipe to do the same good things and, and the passing on, the sharing and passing on good experiences enriches our community. And, and I, I feel that's what had helped me a lot in, in, in sharing my story, the story of the people that I serve, uh, that other people in leader, leadership positions mm -hmm. uh, understand why it's important to help this community. So with that, um so we've talked a lot about traditional um, communication that builds relationship, that gains alignment. One of the things that I've always been passionate about and built my career on is, is innovation and always kind of being the what's next guy. I used to like people, you know, what's next? Like always coming, you have something, what, what's next? What's next? What's next? And, uh, you know, digital played a big part in that. And I've talked about, you know, even couple years ago there was you know 
it was all about creating more platforms and creating more platforms and, and creating more things and doing more. And what I've seen over the last 10 years is that, you know, we start to see information come out and you see the, once again, the infographics that start shaping us of like media. And if you're conservative, you should be over here and listen to this channel. And if you're liberal, you should listen to this. If you want a mix, you should go like, here's your six that you should listen to. And like that was even before like uh, the last election. And that really started to like make like it triggered something in my head. And I'm like, wait a minute, like we're now creating these boxes where people just go to what they like. And then, you know, we have been through now what face like, you know, the pushback on Facebook. And then some people went and created another platform in digital media just so you could go and like and hear what you want. And it's all the things that just you want, right? And, you know, we start to call it, you know, it digital was to bring everybody together. But we've talked about the digital divide and that some people have and some people have not in the connection point of it, right? But it, it, with your experience, how has digital media impacted the way in which you communicate with your community and and shape how's that going to shape the future um let, let me just give you one example uh six years ago uh i took into um my charge to create a communication platform for the latinos and i started a latino newspaper uh, and i edited the newspaper i i found places to print it to distribute it like all these things and I was seeing that it was not being as efficient as I thought it was for communicating news, for communicating uh, events and programs and opportunities. It was when social media came in that uh, the communication with our local Latino community grew big time. Okay. Because... Uh, most everybody now have a cell phone. Mm -hmm. Most everybody now have a Facebook account or an Instagram account or any of these social media platform ac uh, accounts that it's easy to share information. So for me, it's been crucial. It's, it's been one of the most important um, sources of communication that helps me uh, be connected with the Latinos that I know, the Latinos that I want to know, Mm -hmm. and their friends and their circles and and if you use this um, tools correctly it's not what you uh, provide or what you inform or what you release it's also what you can pick up from uh, from them yeah it's, it's a two-way communication and if you go deeper into that uh, getting all the statistical information that comes from uh, what they say, what they use, what they like, where they go, uh, it helps you create better decisions on the information that you share, the programs that you create, the invitations that you uh, provide so that it really fits their needs. Yeah. So for, for me, social media and and all these platforms had been a, a blessing for my ministry, a blessing for my career, because it enhances communication. 
in many, many ways. Absolutely. And even to those other demographics outside of your target audience, right? The mm -hmm. ones that you really want to get engaged that, you know, hey, this is a platform and being able to share mm -hmm. that, that what you're collecting from it is helping grow that engagement from multiple levels throughout the community. Um, if you have that communication and you have that relationship with all of your, your individuals and, you know, your key stakeholders, it makes it much easier to then go to someone that's outside of that demographic and say, hey, join in this conversation. I know you're passionate about this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. Like, get involved. See that and, and help, help us celebrate that because you're always looking for the the statistics, right? You're mm -hmm. always looking at the ROI. Well, it's right here in front of you. You just have to engage in it. Like it's building the bridge, right? Yes, uh, but uh, there's one important thing, yeah. uh, and uh, using social media is it's a, it can be a blessing, but then it, it comes with the responsibility of creating good content. Yes, uh, and that's one of the biggest problems with social media and keeping a good balance of all the tr digital trash that people put <laughs> into these platforms yeah. and, and, the, and the good content. And, and I believe that's how uh, platforms have divided themselves or try to create uh, 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 an image, uh, a concept uh, of who they are by the content that they provide. Uh, to to the people to their subscribers, mm -hmm. so uh, I think it's it's important as you say, creating the experiences. It's also related to creating the content for those experiences. Uh, it's it's like when I create the the event for uh, Fiesta Evansville, uh, it takes me days just to decide on what image. I want to show the event like mm -hmm. on the profile because I want to show through that image what type of festival we are about cultural, uh, about uh, flags, diversity, and, mm -hmm. and all those things. For me, selecting the content that I'm going to share with other people, it, it, it's a big responsibility. It, it takes my time. And, and as, as a good architect, making sure that this, this is going to stay there for years. I have to make sure that yeah. it's something that's going to be enjoyable and it's going to serve its purpose for many years. Mm -hmm. Creating that content for social media, for digital uh, media, is, is, is a responsibility as big as that uh, to make sure that it really creates an experience for the people who are listening, seeing it, uh, you, you know. Yeah. So, Mike, you always have two great questions that that you like to ask on the that kind of get us out of the, the get a get us switching gears here. So, gears yeah, well, we kind of we can't yeah. uh, with all your experience, but you were talking about uh, I think making pasta, and so translates right into perfectly like what is something you use that's well designed that you use every day that you're just like, man, this is so well designed. But the experience of using it is either eff whatever effortless, it's good. I, I I love to cook with this, or I love to do whatever. 
uh, something that I do. Something you use. Yeah, a something. Tool. I, yeah, a, a tool. tool. Yeah, something. Or, anything no. that you use every day that you know there was just a lot of thought that went into that, and I don't know that it could be any better. It can't be enhanced. Oh, for me, uh, I can go back to the social media thing because mm-hmm. for me, I, I spend a lot of time in front of a screen sharing information uh, and just uh, how they created these different tools uh, to share that information and to learn from the people that's picking up that information. Mm-hmm. It helps my day, my life, my career go so much smoother with, with all these technology that was put into it. Yeah. And, and, uh, and a very stupid example, <laughs> I also love my car, <laughs> and sometimes this is crazy because I've been driving it for one year, and I'm still finding out things out of, oh my God, like this button does this, and like those things that people have put their life into creating one simple thing into a car to yeah. make it uh, work better for you and to serve a purpose mm-hmm. that it makes my life so much easier. Uh, it, it's just... Let, let me, uh, I'm, I'm in love with op, Apple and everything they do. <laughs> they, they have saved my life with this little thing because I always, lo- I lost my, yeah. it's like crazy. And this thing is a, the, the uh, I don't know, AirTag or whatever you call it. It's, it's something as stupid as that, that little, little sensor here. Yeah. <laughs> but for me, it just, it helps me, it helps my life a lot because I'm so distracted in 100 things that I always forget where I place my keys. And this thing has saved my life. That thing has created a lot of content. People are mailing that thing around, you know, to certain (laughs) things and places and creating a lot of unique stories where it's like, you know, send it to somebody. I think, uh, you know, send it to Jeff Bezos and see what happens like to his office and see where it flies and where it goes. Oh, They actually track it on a day-to-day basis. (laughs) So talking about creating content, it's been interesting to just see where that product ends up, but it is saving tons of, I lose my keys all the time. Yeah. And it, it, it does. It's it's that trackability, just that little, little dot. You, You know, sometimes I think, and I ask myself, how many experiences are you able to hold in your brain without like going crazy right because every day i I can go walking down the street and for some reason i'm i'm a pickup camera i i I pick up everything yeah Uh, and then i have to write things so Mm -hmm. like oh my god i forgot i need to start doing this this and that and and for me every day just it's a great input of information and mm-hmm. that's why I, sometimes i get so distracted and i start like selecting the information that i want to keep uh, and for me uh technology it's 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 a balance on my mental health yeah. because it helps me uh put a lot of uh, information that i don't want to keep in my head just floating around and uh, uh, it gives me uh, a lot of uh, tranquility I'll, I'll say <laughs> mm-hmm. so if, if you talk about one of the tools just technology computers wow. Apple it's awesome so yeah. in your travels 
as you said, you were California to Texas to mm-hmm. good old Henderson, Kentucky, um, and to the tri-state, I guess. But where where have you been that you're like, hey, this place is really makes me emotional. I really think about it, even just thinking about it. I'm like, wow, you know. Um, uh, you know, I am a person that loves to travel. Uh, I've been lucky enough that. God had given me the opportunity to travel around the world in many, many places and actually lived in different countries. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a reason that I've been here for 16 years. And I, 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 I feel that every time that I sit by the riverfront or walk by the riverfront, it creates that effect of... Uh, an attraction, especially if I see people walking by, because I'm I'm a people person in the sense that I love pe- seeing people enjoying life. Uh, I, I don't like to be in crowded places because I, I kind of get anxious, mm-hmm. but I love to see people being happy. Just sitting there by one of the benches and just seeing people walking by the riverfront, mm-hmm. enjoying nature, taking their time, being a family. Uh, it helps me enjoy those moments as this is a place I love to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason that I stayed here is because I love this area. It's It's been so welcoming to me, to my community, uh, to, to the people that I love that I would say... Uh, wanting to be here it's uh, a place that I really call home and and, and like to be at so we are an hour into content actually we had a 20 minute conversation before we even got started (laughs) Uh, that could be a podcast on its own so we like to kind of in in the app 530 on main podcast brought to you by VPS architecture and extend group by asking a few questions on on just your um, your thoughts on who's what brand, what person, what organization, what product, who has the best overall authentic holistic experience today? Like who's doing it right? Um, local doesn't matter. Like anything. Wherever. Like who's doing it right? I think um, Apple. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in love with Apple. Yeah. Uh, I think, at least for me, it helps me with every single thing that they design. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like they consider me. I know that they don't consider me, but the needs that I have been so resolved by Apple and and the different products, not just the 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 actual hardware but the software yeah uh for me is they take a lot of consideration of what people really need so (laughs) that's um but holistic it's a bigger thing yeah Uh, and i'm a food person too (laughs) and i i just think that whoever had the idea of promoting uh, organic um, 
an organic style of living mm -hmm. with organic food and uh, all all the people who do that uh, yeah. my I have great admiration for them because they're they're doing a, a good thing not not just for marketing purposes but for uh, in the initial conversation making sure that we do something right for the next five ten 15 years mm -hmm. whenever we say like oh thank god i started eating organic food yeah well no. back then well yeah i watched a couple there was a couple of good documentaries on that but from all the way around from even raising cattle to but the positive impact it's like how did we ever not do this how do we get away from this i know it's yeah. probably money driven and you know it's amazing, yeah. Amazing how it's like. Why did we get away from that? Yes, yes. Spreadsheet. Uh, uh, it's <laughs> it, it's so important. Sometimes we we want change, we request change, we demand change, but we don't change. Yeah. So uh, changing for the better with the good experiences, uh, I I think it helps us create a bigger change. Change starts with us and. Yeah, and I, yeah, I pay you back. I agree, and I think sometimes you, you you have to convince people, and I think change just takes time sometimes, and people get so impatient nowadays because they want it like, no, you know, next week we got to change everything. It's like, wait, wait, you, do you realize not only to get to that change, we're talking years of work mm -hmm. to even get to a point where we can flip the switch and make a change. <laughs> that it's not going to happen that fast. And they get so, people just get too, yeah. they want it so fast. <laughs> but it doesn't happen. Well, let, let me tell you a silly story, and I know that we're probably short in time, but whenever I we started La Campirana, the Mexican Mexican restaurant that I own, um, we, we, we talked about being very serious about being authentic. Mm -hmm. And in Mexico, we don't need chips and salsa. So we wanted to make sure that we offer a real authentic experience of what <laughs> people should eat at a restaurant um, to create a, a good experience. And it took us telling this to every customer, chips and salsa is not something very Mexican. We already had our thing that we repeated yeah. for 100 times. Now the culture of the people who come to a restaurant is like we don't even have to say it because right. there's a new customer, there's always one on the back saying like, oh no, they are authentic because in the, like everybody knows that right now. And everybody appreciates when you are authentic mm -hmm. and, and you, you try to create that culture. Uh, so creating a culture, if, you, if you're authentic and you create that culture of respecting um, uh, something, mm -hmm. It, it will continue. It, it, it will spread uh, a good message with, with other people. Yeah. Well, I'll add to that because that was my experience in Italy. <laughs> you go there, you go to Italy, and you, you know, you get spaghetti with just, you know, the sauce. Mm -hmm. And literally, you got a bowl of pasta, and you got just enough sauce that you mix it up, and it gets a little bit on all, because it's more about the pasta yeah. Than the sauce, whereas like American experiences usually like drown the pasta in <laughs> sauce, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, but that's not authentic, you know. Like, yes. To your point, so, but it was still it was still very good. Man, it is. This has been an enjoyable conversation. 
thank you for oh, thank for you. getting in deep to the you know some of the questions that sometimes we we don't really want to go to. <laughs> I don't want to be you know I, I really have enjoyed this one. Um, and then Abraham's going to tell us, well, see, that's why I didn't give you a bio. That's right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's that bio. It's just it's just a small thing, you know. My 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 team here, they're they're very, you know, I'm I'm very futuristic. I just want to go go go, and just like you, Abraham, and sometimes they're like, you know, we got to slow down. Like we need the picture, we need the bio in order uh, to do our promotion and to get the things that we know that we're going to be held accountable for. Like, we need that picture, we need that bio. Oh. And they just continuously remind me and pull me back and go, hey, I know, hey, Mr. Future, it's about being <laughs> present. It's about I being know, present. It's about yeah. being present. So um, how, do, how do the listeners connect with you, Abraham? Uh, social media, like, do you know your, uh, what they all are? What, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Uh, well, um if you Google Evansville Latino Center, you can uh, find me there. Uh, if you Google Abraham Brown, well, actually, Abraham's my middle name. Okay. My first name is Josue, J-O-S-U-E. But since people have a lot of problem pronouncing Josue, uh, I go by Abraham. Okay. Uh, so they can uh, Google me and, and find me online. Um, and... Most uh, of the things that I um, related to, like Fiesta Evansville, having created the first Latino festival in the area. Uh, if you Google Fiesta Evansville, I'm there. Mm -hmm. uh, the Evansville Latino Soccer League, I'm there. Uh, La Campirana, I'm there. Right. <laughs> and Latinos in Evansville, I'm there. there. So uh, there's many ways in which you can contact me, but um, it's, it's just by trying to contact the Latino community in the area, you'll always find a link that gets to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mike, any closing words on this at 530 on main podcast? Well, I'm disappointed again in not getting the bio because if you would have sent it, I, you, I wish you would have put your first name so Sean could... <laughs> <laughs> get spit that out, yeah. and we can. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would have been cool. It, you yeah. know, verbatim off the right sheet, off the sheet. So. That would have been cool. <laughs> yeah. Cool. That would have been a good experience. See, I it would have been I fun. Know, I, I would have had. I would have flat out asked. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to. Like, I. I had the unfortunate. Um, like I went into last year, and uh, Dan. Uh, asked me to be at, at Rotary. He asked me to to be the individual who introduced twenty under forty. Oh my god! Like at the last <laughs> minute, like hey, like w we know you're no a practice. And then, I got it. Like here's the spreadsheet, <laughs> and I look through. And I'm like, yeah, that's great. Like I'll do it. Sign me up because that's what I always do. Just sign me up. I'll do it. And he, I said, is there any practice? Oh no no no, we don't need to do that. So we're just. I'm like, okay. Uh, I'll tell a little bit on this one, but. You know, these are the stories that make us better. So I went through and I had the Excel spreadsheet and I got up there and I'm like, I had my little introduction and I said all the names and I was just like celebrating, you know, hey, let's go, let's go, let's go. And so I contacted Dan about a couple hours after and he was like, because I thought, you know, heck, I knocked this thing out of the park. <laughs> and he was like, 
I said, so what was the feedback? Was it all right? Did I do it? I'm like, I, I'm, I'm searching for, you know, from, for some celebration. Yeah, in, in, in retrospect, we probably should have uh, had a little practice. There was a few <laughs> names that were off a little bit. <laughs> I was like, oh, great. So now, uh, yes, I always ask, can we have a rehearsal? Can we make sure that I make sure that I pronounce their name right? Yeah. But yeah, for all the celebration that I was doing and appreciative of everybody in the room, like I, I probably offended a couple people because, <laughs> you know, when you're in that moment and in that high level of recognition, you want the people oh, yes. that are, you know, presenting you <laughs> to at least know how to pronounce your darn name. And that's, you know, another experience, once again, that spaghetti yeah. in the bowl that... It's not always perfect. It's not always perfect. Yeah, I know. So, no. Mike was trying to get me hung up on a name. <laughs> very, very, <laughs> but I, very appreciative that you were here. It's a great conversation. Enjoyed Thank it. you. Thank you. Very honored. So uh, this is going to wrap up this edition of At 530 on Main here at 530 Main Street, Evansville, Indiana. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by VPS Architecture and Extend Group. You can find us at At 530 on Main. It's on the VPS Architecture website, vpsarc.com and theextendgroup.com. Um, information's on both. You can get to all the episodes. You can record. You can hear all the recordings there. It'll take you to Apple. It'll take you to Google. It'll take you wherever you want to go. Spotify, uh, whatever you need to listen to the uh, series. But once again, it's not without you, the listeners, that makes this a success. We can be in here and have these awesome conversations, and we'll have these memories about where we went. But if people don't help us make it better, and and you don't share this conversation then, um, you know, it stays right here with us. So if you would, please like, share, comment. There's comment forms on the website that says, hey, please, you know, recommend someone, do it. Uh, the podcast, uh, you know, podcast uh, software, it'll give you one star, it'll give you five stars, whatever you need to do there. Just be honest and, and tell us and, and share. There's, there's like, share, email this episode to your friend, text it to a, to a friend. Help us get this uh, conversation out there. So once again, Mike, Abraham, we uh, and the listeners uh, appreciate you spending nearly an hour and a half in this uh, podcast studio to have a conversation around the word experience. Thank you so much. Continue to be a champion of our community. We, we couldn't be where we're at today without both of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of At 530 on Main, hosted by Sean Collins and Mike Davis. Please leave us a review and share your thoughts on today's episode. Let us know how you've been inspired or what you would like to hear on future episodes. And if you've enjoyed the conversation, help us spread the word. Share us on your social channels. Message a friend. Rate the podcast. Without you, this experience would not be possible.